Middle Cough. Guy Haberman. Oh, we are starting the week, John. Really, we're not starting the week. We're starting the season today. We are starting the season today. Here we go. Very on brand that we're recording this on a Sunday, right? With football season here. So on brand that we're starting it on a Sunday. I mean, think about the NFL season, I guess, doesn't actually start on a Sunday. It starts on a Thursday. But True. Sunday is um, it's, it's the day of days every week, I would say, for this podcast. Um, it's the big day, you know, just like the NFL. They play games on other days, but one day bigger than the others. And then also it's a countdown for us because it's a week from today. If you're listening to this Sunday, if you're watching the YouTube, if you happen to catch the podcast goes out Sunday night, if you happen to catch it before Monday, uh, it's a week away from next Sunday, August 1st. And on August 1st, we have an announcement for the podcast, which is we're really, really, really fired up about. One of my, uh, I, I'm just going to speak for myself. I don't know. You've done different things. Proudest professional accomplishment ever. Uh, d- definitely including th- this this venture. I think it's definitely the most unique professional accomplishment we've had. And from a business standpoint, it's by far the the coolest. And we have some great partners, and we'll be announcing some other, you know, uh, I guess they won't be quote-unquote announcements. It'll just be things that just keep on rolling. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is... It's a big deal. It's a big freaking deal. We are. I mean, when you think about it, we're coming up on uh, 2016 is when we left uh, terrestrial radio um, or it left us. Um, September of 2016. We were talking about this the other day, so we don't need to rehash too much. But so we're coming up. What on left f- me? You, you know, uh, you chose to leave. You know, the, the impetus why you <laughs> left. I could argue it left us long before we stopped doing yeah. a radio show. Um uh, but we're coming up on five years. We we were both aligned. We yes. just had different avenues. To, I didn't have a choice. You had a choice, even though you were with me on the avenue. Yeah, and I would argue <laughs> I didn't really have that much. I mean, I might no. have, you know, it's, there, there was no decision to be made. But, um, uh, you know, and we got lucky. I, I know early on in the podcast, um, people would ask, you know, how do you start a podcast? And I'd always say, well, you start if you at least five years ago for us, one thing that helped us, we had a radio show, right? So we had a built-in audience, but we had a business meeting on, on Friday where after the deal, this deal that we'll announce next, next Sunday had already been done. And, um, and we're, that we're really excited about. And I said to the person that we were sitting with, uh, one of my favorite things is when someone comes up and I love people who've been with us from the jump, but I love when somebody says, Oh, I didn't know you guys had a radio show. Like, yeah, that's fine. Good. Good. We've been at this a yeah. long time. We we want this to to you know feel fresh and new and um, and the content to stand on its own. And so it's grown thanks to you know uh, a lot of people that listen, sharing it, and uh, you know you get a few breaks and that kind of thing. But no, I I don't think you speak for the Jeff Trey yourself. Lance trade didn't didn't hurt. Trey Lance trade helped. <laughs> um, but uh, yo, you you speak for both of us when you you said what you said. I I think we've been at this for a while, and um, what we'll share with you guys next week is uh, we're, we're not big celebrators. I would say you and me, no, um, we're similar in that I way. I don't do birthdays or you know, yeah, like crap. we're just not. And sometimes that's a bad thing. I think you don't. I I'm not big on like stopping and going like yeah. I let's appreciate what I did today. I um we're Belichicky in that way. Yeah, I mean I I. I I learned that over the years about myself and 
it's sometimes it's easier to see in others than it is to see in yourself. Like I think I probably noticed that in you before I realized that about myself. But um, but I think we're similar like that, and so it's hard for us, I think, sometimes to stop and go, okay, this is cool. But uh, this one's easy to stop and go, this is cool because it's really cool. And like you said, we've got some great partners, and we'll continue to. We're really fired up about the. I'll use a, a very um, corporate word: the alignment that we have with the with the with the company that has lined up with us starting uh, on August 1st. So I just we the, think you guys are going to lie. I think that's part of it is we know that you guys are going to go like that. This is sick because yes. that's what we think. So the, the the onboarding of ideas have has gone well. I don't even know if that works. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, to me, the coolest part of what we do is someone who just, you know, I've always admired people that like from the jump know what they want to do and that's all they do the rest of their life. And I'm talking like from single digit ages and most young kids, if they're into sports, want to be an athlete, the overwhelming majority of them get derailed, right? High school, some even college. If you made it to division one, that's an incredible accomplishment. But I've, you know, I worked for Howie Roseman. He wanted to be a GM at like five years old. I had worked with another scout that wanted to do that. Obviously in your, in your original profession in broadcasting and calling games, I think a decent amount of, you know, young kids that end up making it had from a younger age, that vision, and every, you know, if you're, you know, the Gary V's of the world that have been like born entrepreneurs, like that's unique. Not everyone's like that. We were kind of thrown into it, into the entrepreneurial world. And it is, if you can make it and just, and when I say make it, I don't mean make millions upon millions of dollars and be some rock star, but just survive. Everyone from the top guy, a Bezos, an Elon, to Gary V's, to just people in the middle respect that world because of how hard it is and how much time and I was thinking today like if if I could give advice to someone we've worked on the weekends right doing this podcast recording on a Sunday since we've been doing this now pretty consistently for five years right I would say the Sundays we've missed over a five-year span has been probably less than 10 and it's it's a huge separating factor like is it I, you and I could easily be on our couch right now, fucking watching some pointless television. I don't, maybe the Giants games in like the middle of the game, like. But it's like They're it's been an area that which we've separated, and it's luckily when you're usually thrown into an entrepreneurial world, and I think the company we're going to work with is aligns with us perfectly that way. You don't necessarily always look at it like that, right? It's human nature sometimes. Like I don't really want to do it right now, but it's it's easy, right? A lot of people couldn't even fathom doing some work. Guys, three thirty on a Sunday, and I'm fired up. We we got a lot of stuff to record today, and it's like <laughs> well, let's true. let's rock and roll. Yeah. But it, when you do something that you like, and I think all the successful people, right, the highest level guys, always have hammered this home. And you and I have been lucky to work in sports the majority of, I mean, really our entire adult life. And it does make it easier. And I think anyone listening, if you do something that you truly enjoy doing, I don't know if it ever, it, it's a little, the cliche, you never work a day in your life. You do feel that way. I don't care what you do, whether you're, you know, Derek Jeter or Jeff Bezos, there are days when you feel like you're working, but it does make it a lot easier to just work on days when you don't want to. And if you're going to be a quote unquote entrepreneur, you're going to have to work a lot of days, right? And Saturday and Sunday aren't just like, going to the lake, see you Monday, maybe at like 10. You know, yeah. And it's just part of the deal. So it's it's exciting that just some of our hard work 
And again, I, I don't even view it like that. I mean, we ain't fucking digging ditches. When we I'm say like, blue yeah, collar, we mean it mostly, but we kind of laugh about it too. Like, there's a lot of people who are doing blue. Co- this is we do. We think we have a blue collar work ethic. This is not a blue collar job. Yeah, right? I, I mean, and my dad was a farmer. That. I've it's done that. I, I had friends that were construction workers. Like, that's hard. Yeah, I, I just white collar jobs. What we do is not difficult on our body. It can be hard to create content. Emotionally, John, it can be a drain. Yeah, it can, especially in the summer. Especially if you're, if you're watching a team that's got like four wins through, you know, ten weeks. Yeah, so it's exciting. It is exciting. So that's coming up next Sunday. That'll be a big part of the show next Sunday, and we're excited about it. Uh, but uh, we're here to create some content. We always appreciate when you help us by uh, doing a couple of things. A, you create help us create content when you, when you uh, uh, give us a mailbag question, which you can do two ways. You can go to our iTunes page, which we really appreciate. Down, uh, leave us a review and five stars and leave a question in that review. And don't forget in that review bar, bar, you love bar, you, you hang out at, or you can also go to the Facebook page. Yep. Facebook page. Hey, Middlecoff. I just saw that they've uploaded. You can just listen to the podcast on the Facebook page. It's just its own little, every time we load a podcast, it posts and you just press play. It's pretty cool. I had signed up, not signed up, but I had just like added it to a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I think it's finally come through and got you just, it. If you're on the page, you can just listen to it. Have you noticed the Facebook ads that are airing? And it's like Facebook, no. and then it's like 12 logos. It's like, oh, wait, Zuckerberg owns Instagram, Oculus, LinkedIn. I mean, I don't know that he owns all these, but it's like six logos. Yeah. <laughs> they've done well. They've ad. done well. It's like Honda. What? <laughs> PG&E? <laughs> So. Yeah, he wouldn't buy it. It's too. Uh, it's not worth the headache. No, it's too much actual infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, yeah, and if you're watching the YouTube podcast, is in the description. If you're listening to the podcast, go to the YouTube channel. This really is the. Um, this is the beginning of content season. SZN, John. Like, there's going to be people doing stuff on the field this week. Thank God. You know. So we're all we're gonna. I've seen some. It feels like Cowboys. You all slept. I know the the, the Cowboys been practicing for like seven days, and uh, a lot of t-shirts and shorts just throwing the ball around, which is fine. Better nothing. I told you this the other. I think I said this on the podcast the other day. The video I saw, CD Lamb. Nobody, no one was defending him on the particular thing I watched, but he's going 100 miles an hour. Like cuts on air. These guys are. Uh, I would hold my breath. Breaking breaking new CD Lamb's pretty good. Right, I mean that's a he's a looking back. I think when it's all said and done, we'll go. Wait, that guy lasted till I don't know what pick the last till seventeen or something like that. Guy should have probably been like. I think did we overthink that one? Is he a top six seven player in a draft? Probably. Yeah, but remember it was like, well, I don't know Oklahoma. It's it's something that you know in a few years we'll, we won't say about Oklahoma receivers, right? Because they'll be if they're playing like he's playing, they're doing it in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Hollywood Brown, our guy uh, Keith Williams, is there. I I think he has his best season as a pro this year. Mark Hollywood Andrews. Brown. I mean, they, they they have so many good skill guys. Offensively, Oklahoma has never had a problem. Adrian Peterson, right? Joe Mixon, quarterbacks. I guess wide receiver Dede Westbrook was good till he Didi, got hurt. Yep. I mean, they they got dudes. They'll be fine. Dede going on a tour, visiting teams. I was just the one thing I was texting with a coach who'd been there, and he he thought their biggest disadvantage. Now again, I don't think he's super locked in because I would push back. They produce a lot of offensive linemen. Like he's like the SEC. The biggest difference from that, maybe some years with the Big Ten, but the Pac-12 and the Big Twelve are not the same. As you you have to win in the trenches. I think it's more deep. Like 
Oklahoma's offensive line. I mean, they produce t- top flight offensive linemen every they have for y- decades. Yeah, it's just defensive linemen. They're not Miles Garrett's and the Bosa's. They haven't got those guys consistently. But don't you think they will? Yeah. <laughs> when you want to go, I play mean, it feels like their their recruiting is getting better as it is in the Big Twelve, just because they're becoming a bigger deal, right? It um, feels a little bit like Bob uh, Bilotti to Chip, Bob Sto- and it's a higher level. Bob Stoops to Lincoln. It just went up a little, you know, a little bit, even though it was already awesome. I mean, you think I'm just looking back at their, like, it, pretty regularly they have top picks, right? Yes. Like, if you go back to several decades, I mean, this is top first rounders, Adrian Peterson. Uh, next year, didn't have a first rounder. The year after that, they had four first rounders in 2010. You know, I mean, it's like, that's one thing, too. You look back, you're like, Sam Bradford, Gerald McCoy, Trent Williams, Jermaine Gresham. Pretty good group, guy. Then then they had DeMarco Murray was a third rounder in 11. Um, well, see, that's, that'd be my pushback just on the trenches. Think about this offseason. Trent Williams signs a historic deal. Orlando Brown gets traded and signs a huge deal yeah. with uh, the Chiefs. Lane Those Johnson. two tackles. Lane Johnson. Oklahoma. That guy's decent. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, you start – there's a difference between first rounders and offensive linemen. Because you can, you know, like 2015 – they had two tackles drafted, one in round four and one in round six. All right, now, are we talking about Daryl Williams or Tyrus Thompson that much? No. But you get two tackles drafted in the same draft, one of them in the fourth round. But also, if you're producing centers and guards in the middle rounds, like, that's that's SEC. John, like they, they don't have t- unlimited amount of guards and centers. They had a tackle drafted in the second round in 19, Cody Ford of the Bills, and then another one drafted in the third round, Bobby Evans of the Rams in 19. That's O-line has not been their problem. Defense. 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 Creed Humphrey, the center from uh, the Chiefs, took him in the second round last year or this year. Yeah. So. I mean, goddamn, they are. Do not sleep on Lincoln. No one's sleeping on him. We're not sleeping. I know. <laughs> uh, by the way, actually, uh, right now, <laughs> go to sleepnumber.com slash ham, everybody. Get ready. Get your sleep in now at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Discover proven quality sleep sleepnumber.com slash ham do you know the sleep number experts recommend uh setting the thermostat between 65 and 67 degrees for optimal sleep i've known a lot of people and they love sleeping in the ice cold there's no better feeling being on the road being in a hotel and be like let's crank that bad boy all the way down slow down before bed i i'm not i'm guilty of this Though I know when I'm doing this, I should not be doing this. Yeah. Looking at looking at the phone, mm-hmm. uh, I try not to look at the phone. Again, I, it's easy to say, harder to do and execute. I definitely dim the light on the phone at night. You know how you can kind of swipe it down and put the light down so it's not as bright in your eyes. It, it helps, and just try to decompress because a better night's sleep, guy, separates from the masses. How did Haberman Middlecoff separate? We work on Sundays. How do you want to separate? Start on Monday faster in your competition. Good night's sleep. Yep. A good night's sleep. You think better. Cognitive skills, boom, you're faster in the morning. That coffee hits even better. How good does a cup of coffee hit when you've had a great night's sleep? Yeah, when you only need one. That's a good feeling. It it feels like, uh, you know, Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious when he hits the Nas. You're like... Which uh, which one was that? Uh, One of the 17. (laughs) Uh, it's not just the the stuff you can't see. It also helps with the phys- just the physical stuff that whatever you're dealing with. As we age, uh, we are. John, I think I told you this. Went to a wedding last, was that last week? And I, 
my knees were hurting from the uh, concrete dance floor and the dress shoes for a couple of days afterwards. I'm not sure that I fully recovered. I definitely was not getting sleep that weekend. The last week, I've put an emphasis on sleep recovery in my house, and um, it's been big, plus anxiety relief. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. Always great deals going on at sleepnumber.com slash ham. You got to get your seven to nine. I like the air on the side of nine to ten. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. <laughs> yes, I agree. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game. And I also have some season-long more or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com/ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. It's here. It's here. The NFL is back and it's not just back John. Uh we predict that 2021 it will be back with a vengeance. And it did well last year. It was it was a successful season. Uh, well, I'd say it's it's had a pretty would you say a pretty good uh, seven eight year stretch of just really kind of doubling down on everything, and they've benefited from the NBA has had a fall off in, in viewership. And again, people often think that I'm hard on. I watch like I, I've I've consumed multiple baseball games. I watched some, not all of it, of the replay of the Team USA losing to France. Yeah, I had it on. Evan Fournier kicked our ass. So Do you remember like, when we discovered Evan Fournier? Yeah, what, the Manu Ginobili of France? No, was that Ma- Manu Ginobili. <laughs> yeah. Ginobili. That's what so, the guy told us. Uh, listen, we saw I, him in the summer I, league. I, I'm not the problem. I'm consuming the other sports. I watch a lot of golf. I watch Djokovic win it. But the one thing that everyone watches, non-me and guy, and some people listen to this that are hardcore sports fans, football has separated from the pack for countless reasons. And it's not even debatable. They're the number one sport in America right now by a wide margin. And I've been thinking, and I've had other people bring this up to me, and I I think they're right, this could be the biggest football season ever. And there are several variables at part, right? They've added a game. They're 
added a playoff team per conference, which happened last year, and the Corona comeback. Now, some teams last year had fans, but I know teams out where we are, right? Seattle, all the California teams. I and mean, he, at one point in time, the Niners were kicked out of the county. And <laughs> even those that had fans didn't necessarily have full capacity, right? Yeah, exactly. So the percentage of teams just going into the season, like we have teams that have been, in our adult life, a joke, right? The Cleveland Browns, for example. The Buffalo Bills had gone up until a couple years ago when Andy Dalton threw that touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens, hadn't made the playoffs in almost two decades. Like They're viewed as like a powerhouse now. And I'd say every team in that division, the the I mean, Raider Charger fans think in playoffs, like the amount of teams that just think you have a shot at the playoffs, the storylines... This it feels like going into the season, the biggest season in the NFL over the last decade, and they've had the best decade in the history of the league in terms of revenue, interest, the whole thing. Right? You yeah. could argue like there have been maybe better teams at different points. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they're the best players ever, even though the best player ever is playing right now. I'm just talking about fan interest, fan market share, how big everything's going to feel, and just the numbers are going to back it up. It's going to be, it, it, it's th- that week one is going to feel as big as it can humanly possible feel, right? Yeah, it's, it's, first of all, just on the return of fans, that alone, right? Yeah. The, um, I know AMC's obviously been in the news for a variety of reasons, the stock, but Growing I saw kitty. a couple of weeks ago they, um, I guess it was like their the numbers they set were 16 month highs. So even pre-pandemic, right? People are just like looking for things to do. You go into the theater. Anything that's outdoors. I think you said this during baseball before baseball season. I think you said the same thing, right? Like you just think baseball is going to be cool. And uh having gone to a couple of baseball games, it's been cool. I don't know what their attendance numbers are relative to normal years, but I know that if you I I know that I walked outside on a Friday, went on a big walk, finished up at uh, De La Rosa for some pizza, and uh, as always, sun or no sun, it is popping outside. I think the outdoor seating, at least that we have here in the Bay Area, has contributed to that, and you just feel it. You just feel it. And now we're getting into some warmer months. Obviously, we've had some warm months, but it's it, there is such an appetite for this sport, unlike any other, that I think you're right. And then I think you add to it. Some of its biggest stars right now are in the news, right? Brady just won another championship. He's back again. We'll get to some drama, but Aaron Rodgers has been a story since the season ended. Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the biggest stars in the league, has been a major story. Like you said, you add a game, playoffs expanded. Um, we'll have this whole double Manning thing on Monday Night Football. I, I went through. Was I, I, was I, I heard someone say on the radio, was I wrong on this? How did you interpret this? Are they doing 10 games over three years? Or are they doing 10 games a year for three years? I interpret it as 10 games a year. Is that incorrect? I heard uh, on Mike Lombardi and Adnan's podcast, they claimed three games a year. Well, if that's the case, then it's not Lewis Riddick has nothing to... Yeah. This, this I, thing I'm reading, the Mannings will broadcast 10 games per season. That's what I thought. We in 2021. Right. Okay. okay. Starting with the first three Monday night games this year. So that's I'd say that's a pretty big deal. Those Three two weeks guys in a row. Television. Yeah, um, I think the off season was huge. The draft was huge, right? Like the Niners trading up to three was a big deal in the Bay Area, but it was a it was the biggest NFL story for a month. Yep. 
So you had all of this. Jared Goff got traded for Matthew Stafford. Like, I think we forget looking back. The offseason, just by regular NFL standards, was a wild offseason. Now Aaron's threatening to retire. So <laughs> you get all of that. And I think this also. Carson, Carson Wentz was traded. Carson Wentz? I forgot. I just forgot. I think, and I'd be, I'd love people's feedback on this. You can tell me what you think. I think if we just took every NFL team and said, let's come up with something interesting for every team, just like one line, like give me the one line on each team, which is something we could do. I think there's four Jump teams. That I think there's four teams that your average NFL fan would go, nah, that one doesn't fire me up. I think those four teams are the Broncos, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Lions, where they go, eh, doesn't really fire me up. But you can easily argue, I don't know, golf in Detroit's kind of interesting. And if the Giants and Eagles are, quote-unquote, not interesting, those two teams, the NFC East is always interesting. So those are massive markets, blue-chip franchises in the league. I think every other team, though, is easy to find. Like the Jets. What's with the Jets? How about Zach Wilson, who's a massive draft story, and Robert Sala, new coach? Uh, what about the Jags? You mean Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer? Uh, how about the Texans? Well, I mean, what's going to happen with Deshaun? Like, we could just rattle through. It's so easy to find a line. Forget about what a fan base thinks about their own team. That just your average fan thinks about a particular team because that's where a lot of the NFL strength is that fans are not just dialed in on their own team. Fans are dialed in on everything. And almost everybody has something to be interested about in the NFL this year. Well, and I say this all the time, and I was watching the Giants-Dodger game the other night when it was just a debacle for the umpires at the end of the game is, listen, we can nitpick the umpires and the refs all you want, but the biggest reason I nitpick it is because of gambling. And the biggest thing, and we talk about this, it's just a it's just a narrative that's out there like, gambling's going to change revenue in all the sports. Well, is it? Like, I'm not gambling on a baseball game. We've seen, I'm not gambling on an NBA game. We have been gambling on football before gambling, back when gambling was taboo. Remember, they've been talking about this, like, inching around they it. They gambled on, on baseball back when it was taboo, too. True, but, I, but I'm, ta- I'm talking the masses truly gambled on. Like, it was the one thing that a lot of people, if you did gamble, you gambled on. Yeah, the and mainstream, mainstream fantasy part of that too, right? 100%. And they really are going to benefit as all this shit has become legal. Like, in Arizona, when I went there, on DraftKings, it wasn't just daily fantasy. It's legal to gamble there now. So I can get lines on draft, like, as you change, you know, in Nevada. For us, it's still a little unique in California, but, like, if you just keep an eye on social media, like I would say one state, it feels like every six months is getting checked off. Right. And who benefits the most the national football league. Cause that's what really people like me and you, but all the major networks, they really push it for this season. Cause that's where the dra- DraftKings and these people know that's where everyone gambles. They know the data's in. Well, the beauty is you have a built in such a massive fantasy base. And now I'm playing my fantasy and my gambling's at the same place. Yeah. Right. Well, it's the, it's the easiest thing to have, like, if you're not super locked into the baseball season, I can't even have an opinion on, like, Cubs-Cardinals on Sunday. Like, I don't know who to gamble. But if you play fantasy, and even if you've never been a big gambler, I think you would feel like, okay, I, I kind of like the Bengals this week against the Browns getting 12 points. Like, I've been watching Joe Burrow. He's been balling. He's on my team. It's just easier to keep track, back to what you said, interest out, like, the overwhelming majority that watch people that watch football, maybe as they get older, they're not. But I would say most of them have a team, right? And typically, it's regional. Now, some people are like, 
if they grew up in the Bay Area and they just wanted to like another team, maybe they're a Packer fan. Whatever. Yeah, you just but grew up majority, somebody, the best quarterback in the league, played for the Cowboys. But, your but wouldn't you say an overwhelming percentage of people, the team that they grew up rooting for was regionally, they grew up semi around that team? Yeah. But in football, like you just have a very, very good feel for a lot of teams in the league. So it's much easier to gamble. <laughs> and part of that goes back to fantasy. You and me were always outliers. Like we never played fantasy. We were not normal. Most people that weren't even that big of football fans were in fantasy leagues. Daily, baby. And that's where the NFL's really had for... And the internet's changed the game, right? Well, it's the beauty... I, You know, I've said this forever, the schedule of the league. It's daily fantasy that you don't actually have to follow daily. That's the beauty of the NFL. You don't. You can miss a Wednesday and still catch up by Sunday, right? Ah, oh, I didn't yeah. put anybody on my team from Thursday. That's okay. Oh, I didn't put anybody on my team from Wednesday, Monday. It's okay. It's daily, quote-unquote... But you don't have to actually follow it every single day. You don't have to set your lineup every single I remember the year I tried to play fantasy baseball. It wasn't for me. I remember the you, year. It was 2004. And, baseball. and I love baseball. Yeah. Couldn't do it. No. If you do it, I, I, I got no... I, wit, I, I think it's an awesome way well, to Well, if you do it, you're a degenerate like, baseball. Like, and the beauty the is like I stay engaged with the game anyway. So I don't... But football, you don't... It's yeah, the easiest thing. You know when all the games are. You know what channel they're on. I've received several DMs that have asked me to be part of their fantasy draft. They're like, hey, I got a spot. Some people live in the Bay Area. Like, hey, we have a party. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything. Like, I'm not too, I'm not, I would come over or whatever. But I would not be part of a season long. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to draft Saquon Barkley with the fourth overall pick or if an auction draft. And then that, I, I've played daily fantasy. I could never do that now. Ever. You did it one time, didn't you? Pick for Alyssa, and you took Le'Veon Bell, and no, he no. never played. That one auto drafted Le'Veon for her. Yeah, the one time I, I remember a few years, several years ago, I filled in for Sean Estes because he was like on a plane, couldn't do his live draft, so I did his draft for him. He's like, "Hey man, you can be the co-owner of my team." Well, after we did the draft, I'm like, "No, dude, I don't want any. This is all you." Still owes me dinner, but that's another. Did thing. he win? I doubt it. I don't even remember. I just remember the draft was ex- it was an in person draft and it was exhausting. Did you guys do snake draft or auction draft? Snake, I believe it was snake draft. Yeah, yeah. I I, I do. I'll give Bill Simmons is a big believer and I think he's right. If you're doing snake draft, you, you're like a little kid. I mean, auction drafts are like you know you get a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars and you pay for what you want. Right. It's free agency, right? Yeah. So if you really want. You know, whoever, who would be a guy? Alvin Kamara, you got outbid, right? The snake, there's a luck in, like, however you pick the order. See, this is the beauty. It's like the ancillary things that the NFL has create, like, (laughs) these arguments that 99% of football fans could participate in. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. All right, are we going to get Aaron Rodgers' retirement this week, John? What was your first thought when you saw the story? Bullshit or, like, whoa, is there something here? My first thought was there's something here. Now, I don't think he's going to retire and never play football again. But, yeah, my first thought was if you don't want to play and the Packers don't seem to be all that interested in trading you, this is the next move. Well, how serious are you? This move has been done before by David Dunn, his agent that represented Carson Palmer. And when Carson Palmer played this card, because when you do play this card, you can play, and you've always said, if you want to get paid, it's been a theme on the podcast, you have to hold out. Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald did it, Jamal yeah, Adams did it. 
Right. Yeah. It, like you, you can't show up good faith and like really think you're going to get that extra $20 million. You hold out and you're an elite player. You hold their feet to the fire. Well, Rogers is like, he's at the point. He's not, it's not about the money. We saw the report. He's turned down the cash. They would have given him a boatload more money. He didn't want it. So it's not about the money. It's about the principal. Now he wants another team. Same thing with Carson Palmer. If you remember, he had made a shitload of money. He'd been the number one overall pick. He did not want to play for the Bengals anymore. Now, those situations do not parallel each other at all. Bengals, joke, I guess they had some talent, but he thought, I remember talking to him, they kept making him promises about free agency. Their owner was too cheap. He's just like, we thought we were always going to sign guys in the free agency. He never, he refused to do it. So I just, I didn't trust anything they were saying. He not only threatened to retire, he kind of did, he walked away. He's like, I'm never playing for you again. He never played another snap for the Bengals. Ever. Again. So, like, if Rodgers does play this card, if you just do parallel it to Carson Palmer and the David Dunn, that move, you I, I don't think you can discount, like, there is a chance he's never, he, he's played his last snap for the Green Bay Packers. Because like Carson, money's no issue. He has unlimited amount of cash. <laughs> right? And Carson was a little younger, so it's like he had more time on his side. Aaron being 37, 38, you know, Brady's somewhat of an outlier, but you could say at minimum three more years, but this year's one of them. Like, I don't think he wants to sit out this year. But if he truly, like, not only am I not coming to training camp, I'm reti- I'm not playing for you. Now, you hold my rights, you can trade me like the Bengals did. Because remember a big, I just, I remember hearing Carson talk about this, and Mike Brown was adamant, like, we will never trade Carson Palmer. So that's why he gave up the f- fuck you. The Green Bay Packers haven't really played that card. I just think they're like, we just want him to come back. Like, we want to win. Like, we, right. we'll, we'll figure it out next year if we have to get rid of him. Like, we, we get Jordan Love. We understand the variables here, but we want you to play for our team. And I think, in fairness, like, I would imagine the fans at this point are like, Aaron, just fucking play this year out and then let them get rid of you. Right. But you have a chance to win a Super Carson didn't have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Aaron does. Right? That That's where this situation... I do think he's lost. Like, I've talked... Play golf yesterday. You just meet casual people that talk football. I don't think he has a lot of people like, God, I feel for Aaron Rodgers. No. He's really getting fucked here. Not a soul. Because no yeah. one actually even knows what he's mad about. <laughs> no. And if he's mad about the fact they drafted Jordan Love, no football fan really feels much sympathy for that. Because everybody's dealt with that, right? Joe Montana dealt with it. Tom Brady dealt with it. I mean, they didn't draft they didn't well, draft let's say Steve, they had, they let's, say they had made, let's say they had made a trade. And for whatever reason, they were a sweet team, but they had like the number two overall pick. So instead of Jordan Love being the 27th overall pick, they had drafted a quarterback number two overall. I think it would be way crazy. It's like, Aaron, they drafted this guy at the end of the first round. Like, what, what are you even, what are we doing? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think most a- people even view Jordan Love as anything right now. No. The, a fan. No. They don't know what to think of him. Yeah, they don't really, and, and I think it's the, uh, what's unique about the situation is no one even there's no one's rooting for either side. Like most people aren't like, oh, Gutekinds, man, like that guy's done. He's earned better than this. Nobody cares. That's what's so weird about this. If you're if you're a fan of any other team, you're hoping for this to continue like this because it weakens one of the best teams, particularly if you're a Niner fan or an NFC fan, because it takes an MVP out of the league. The Minnesota Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings would be a the, chance to win the division. Now I agree. You know. It's this thing's not about the money. I do agree with that. If they offer, if they had offered him, you know what? We'll wipe out the contract that you're currently owed. We'll give you the two for ninety that Florio says a team that might want Aaron thinks is what it would take to sign him after you acquire him. Would he sign that deal with the Packers? 
No. Because part of this with the Packers, right, is like, yeah, I'm not giving you my rights for five years. If the Packers put two for 90 in front of him right now, if he'd walk away from that, then he absolutely would just retire yeah. and sit out the year or sit what out do you half think? the year you, or whatever. You, do you think he would sign if they ripped up his contract? We'll just give you two guaranteed years, $90 million, all guaranteed, 45 a year. I don't think he would sign, and the reason I don't think he would sign is because he knows he could get that contract from anybody else. And at the end of the day, are we going to go four weeks into the season? The Packers then have to make a decision. That's what Palmer did. Remember, he just what, didn't show up yeah. and they ended up trading him. Which is, and the decision is, are we going to keep him in retirement out of spite or are we going to go get a first-round pick for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, the, to me, the craziest part, though, and I have to go back, back and look at like the details, I would imagine Carson was making a lot of money the year that he sat out or like that half year. Aaron's scheduled to make, and I get money's all relative, so if Carson was making 18 back then, like that was a boatload of money. $37 million. Thirty. Do the math. 17 weeks. 17 times 2 is 34. He's making more than $2 million per game. Every game, we, we Ravel loves doing stuff like that. Like, he got paid so-and-so million per win. He got $300,000 for those three drives in the first half. He is getting $2 million per game. That's pretty nuts. That's yeah. a lot of money, guy. Yeah. That's where it's it's hard for me to be like, is he really going to like draw this hard line? Well, once this report comes out, he has, it's like, he can't show up this week. Yeah. Right? yeah. He's not. There's no way he is. You wouldn't think. Someone forwarded me a picture. He was on the golf. I think Larry Fitzgerald, like three other guys, like someone's like, I, he doesn't look too stressed out about this. It looked like he was in the mountains somewhere playing golf. You know, here's the other thing that maybe was in Montana. The other element that, that we haven't talked about with this Rogers story is, you know, the Packers could open camp and Jordan Love looks good. Like, maybe that changes. Is something going to happen that changes the Packers' thinking? Well, he just got the whole offseason with them, right? They have just at least seen him now throw yeah. some passes. I, I just, number one you know, maybe they think, maybe their thinking changes. If it, after two weeks, they're like, you know, okay, if this guy's really going to act like this, why wait until week five? If we can just get rid of this distraction, maybe trade him for a player or a pick, or picks players. And move on. They did draft Jordan Love at the end of the day. They did draft him. How many number ones do you think you would have to get for at least the fans to be like, okay, at least we just, we, he wasn't going to show up. Three? For the fans to feel that way, I think it starts at three. And even that would be like, well, he is older, right? I, I think it would be a lot different if he was 30. Yeah, if the Packers want to play that game and worry about what their fans are going to think, then you almost have to make them not show for a week or two, right? I mean, does, does, like if, if you, if, would you trade him three and Jerry Judy, and then you got Jerry Judy, Devontae, Jordan Love, and you just kind of roll out the season, see what happens? Wait, wait, say that again. Three ones and Jerry Judy? Yeah. Sure. I mean, would be, if you're Denver, that's a lot, right? I mean, you just drafted this guy 14. It puts Denver back on my list of uh, – it takes him off my list of uninteresting teams, I'll tell you that. The problem, if you're Rodgers, like, they're going to want something that you're going to want to play with, right? You're right. Right, like it's Noah Fant, Jerry Judy. Yeah, just Rogers the tell like them don't tra- don't trade Jerry Judy. Add another one. You could argue just add, just give him four ones. Get Aaron Rodgers figured out. That's what the Rams right? would do. Yeah, I would give up. I would give up extra ones before I gave up players if I were. Does there. this change? Does this change what you think? Like, is he going to put on Packers shorts? Is he going to ride a bike to Packers camp again? Uh, I would say it's fifty fifty. Because once this report comes out. And I don't think it's a random report. 
because you see the where they got it from is the gambling people, and they know all. They yeah. started taking the over-unders off the book because they hear, not only is he clearly, like you said, he wasn't going to show up, but now it's like, I'm not showing up because I'm retired. But is Denver the only, like, does his list change? Are they the only team that he's cool with? Wouldn't the other teams be interested? Like, if you're the New York Giants, wouldn't you offer, like, four ones, you know? That's or, where it gets I don't weird, know. right? I'm just so you off hate teams. The, is it because you hate the Packers, or is it because you want to be in these three specific places? Right. I think a lot of teams are kind of tied to young quarterbacks. I, you know, it's his options aren't as plentiful as you'd think. We talk right? about this all the time. Like, everyone needs, everyone's trying to find their superstar quarterback, and yet there's only a handful of teams that in this moment would make a change. Now, maybe one thing that's working for him is what happened with Brady, right? You look back at the Niners and go, well, I understood it at the time, but signing Tom Brady at the time would have been the move, right? Yeah. To, to me, if I'm General Patton, I just say, here's four ones. If you're going to trade him, it's you probably doesn't well, I mean, look, if you're in the ones. Super Bowl once in the next three years, is that worth it? Yeah. And I think if you're the Packers, you just hope, well, if he gets hurt one year, that pick could go fast to like a top 10 pick, right? We just saw it with the Texans. They had Deshaun Watson. The pick ended up, what, third? Yeah. Yeah. And actually, he played last year, I, and then still third. You know who'd want to do that trade? Vic Fangio in a heartbeat. Vic Fangio yes. wants to do that trade. Four ones? You want a two-two? Like, what else? You want two-two? We'll call the Rams, see if we can get two-two and include him. <laughs> Rams might get in on that deal. Man, Rams might want a three-team deal for something. Well, you're. I think everyone's lucky that you know, that trade already happened because the Rams would be the number one destination, wouldn't they? Yeah. They would offer like 17 ones and four twos. God, what? Sean McVay hates the draft. <laughs> hates. <laughs> hey, Peter, let me ask you, man. All right, John, let's tell the people about our friends at Gabby.com slash ham. G-A-B-I. You know what Gabby stands for? Get a better insurance. It's oh. totally free to check. There's no obligation. Put your policy to the test like I did. Put your policy to the test like John did at GabbyGABI.com. They are the one true comparison platform with real rates. They give you apples-to-apple comparison on your current coverage. You and I did it. We filled out the questionnaire. We had the best rate. But, guy, on average, on average, they save their users $961. That's net income. Right. So, you know, that's a couple thousand dollars, you know, depending on where you live, taxes. Right. So they are saving you real cash. You got to be insured. Car insurance, health insurance, home insurance, you name it. And they you fill out the questionnaire. It runs its little query. They will not sell your data. Boom. Find out. Use your current information. Start. It just takes a couple minutes and it's free to use. There is no cost of just checking your rate. Right. Absolutely zero. You just fill it out. Couldn't have been any easier. No. And you know the beauty? I didn't start getting like all kinds of random spam out of it either because Gabby does not sell ever, ever, ever your information. So there's no spam. There's no annoying robocalls. Whatever, whatever service you have for your insurance, they're going to compare it to Progressive and Nationwide and Travelers. Um, and it's all in one place. And, and 40, 37 of the other top insurers. So I see you, USAA. Yeah, they're hard. USA is hard to beat. I see you, Dan Haberman. Thank you for that grandfather. <laughs> Uh, putting me into that. Uh, but put your policy to the test like both of us did. Get a better insurance with Gabby. Totally free to check. No obligation. Gabby.com slash ham. That's Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com slash ham. That's Gabby.com slash ham. Podcast is also brought to you by Upstart.com slash ham. Upstart.com slash ham. 
it is crippling just to think about sometimes how crippling credit card debt can be. And upstart, if you're dreading looking at those credit card statements, you are not alone. Debt can be a 500-pound gorilla on your back. But Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom at upstart.com slash ham. Yeah, they obviously can uh, work wonders with consolidating credit card debt. They you know, basically major in personal loans. So credit card debt, whether you, you, know, you see, you're like, you know, I want to redo my bathroom. Well, I don't have the money on me to do that. Well, that's where you go to Upstart. Lumber. Yeah, it's actually dropping. I know. It's dropping. I've noticed. Car rates, you want to get a new car, but you don't want to, you, you know, spend thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 on it, get an Upstart loan, boom, pay a bad boy off. And unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front, so you know right away, this is how much, this is the rate I would get for X number of dollars, up to $50,000. $50,000. Stop swimming in debt. Start making your dreams come true. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash ham. That's upstart.com slash ham. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts determined based on your credit, your income, and certain other information provided on your loan application. Upstart.com slash ham. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I got this... um this uh, message here in the uh, YouTube chat, John. This is from Sam Kim. It says, has Ham talked about Deshaun Watson yet? We're about to. And it's not just Deshaun, John. Uh, Deshaun, John? Uh, it's not just Deshaun. It is, there are quite a few things. There's Rodgers. Uh, Deshaun is back with a vengeance as an NFL story. He disappeared from kind of the NFL news cycle. But guess what happened? Again, this week, teams start reporting. Deshaun reported Sunday. Showed up. Not only did he show up, Rap Sheet says he still wants out. <laughs> Rap Sheet says his trade demands and his stance on playing for the Texans remain unchanged. Awkward. So Awkward. Like, like you did the little 50000 bucks right per day, he could be fined. Rusty Harden don't work for free. No. Um, there's that. 
There's Chandler Jones wants to trade. <laughs> Chandler Jones wants to trade. They just like, Chandler, we got you J.J. Watt. We're paying you $15.5 million this year. Chandler's like, that's cool. I want out. Michael thought, Thomas saw, is going to be out for half the year. Th- there's a lot of shit going on. You know, the best part about reporting is like the drama that you've forgotten about because there's so much stuff happening from free agency to the draft comes back to light. Starting with Deshaun Watson, and, you know, the cap guys would know this, what was going to make it complicated for a holdout slash before his situation arose was like paying back signing bonuses. Florio wrote by showing up will force the NFL slash the Texans to put him on that list. He will never be like, if they ended up trading him, he just did the right thing. He missed one week of mandatory minicamp. That's all he missed. You can pay the fine, whatever. But he will never have to pay back his contract if they ultimately trade him because it's just like trading another player. Now, I think we all look at it like, God, there's so much other shit going on with him. But this is strictly a logistical accounting purposes for Deshaun and his camp. Though, you don't just get to show up and then walk right out. You do have to go to meet. It's got to be pretty weird. What is he going to do? Is he on the sideline when Tyrod Taylor goes out with the ones? It's easy to on report day to just show up. But what about when there's practice? Well, there's going to be practice at minimum. We'll walk through tomorrow. Like he's got a. You're not going to. Is he going to be their number one quarterback? Is he going to be ignoring Davis Mills the whole time, or is he going to be? Not it's a on bizarre the field? situation. Like, do you get to count yourself as having shown up if you don't practice? Well, to me, he's going to go to practice. Yeah, I mean, but you can't just park in your parking spot and be like, "I reported." It's like, well, <laughs> there's a practice today. It's. I would say it's a bizarre, awkward situation that clearly just got way more bizarre and awkward today, right? And does this force the NFL's hand just to put him on that list to end? Like, do you want this being talked about all the time when there is no uh, finality to his situation, which is clearly not coming anytime soon? Yeah, the one question, right, is like, would any team dare trade for him before there is a conclusion to his legal situation? Can you, quote-unquote, buy low on a situation like this? I don't think you can. I don't think you can, and I don't think the Texans really have – they've been in it this long. They don't have much incentive to trade him for a fifth-round pick to the Eagles right now. No. Right. And, yeah, even with his baggage, I think. Sorry, third-round pick to the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Howard would be like, oh, well. Yeah, I would say if the Eagles would get him for a fifth-round pick, that's, that's where it's again like, he's untouchable. I don't think anyone would be like, oh, I would have done it too. Take the risk, right? Yeah, I mean, the Eagles have taken risks before. Now, part of it would be, hey, we believe – even though the legal process has not played itself out, we have an opinion on where this is going to go. Like, you you can't do that unless you have like, an Michael opinion. Michael Vick was released from prison. Like, he served his time. But here's where right. I would say, John, even, like, we'll use the Eagles because I think they're one of the... There's not a lot of destinations for him right they have now. They have three first-round picks next year. Well, Okay, and they have the ammo. But there's not really even a lot of, like, let's say uh, two weeks go by somehow. Let's just, in the world where it's all said and done, he's not going to... Uh, serve. He, there's no going to be no legal punishment. Okay. Now is the NFL going to suspend him? Let's say it all plays itself out. He's going to get suspended for two weeks. He's not going to jail. He's not under probation. He's not found guilty of anything. Okay. He's available. How many teams are interested in Deshaun Watson at that point? Is Miami interested again? Yeah, I think some teams start sniffing. I mean, the Niners are out. Yeah, right? I just there's less teams now than there was before, and there weren't that many teams before. The Jets were one of the teams before. Well, they're out. They're they're out. The Niners were one of the teams. They're out. So I'd just, say the I'd say the Panthers would still sniff around. Yeah, and who knows? Think? By the time if you're the Texans, maybe you have an incentive to wait. Maybe yeah. in two months the Panthers are more in than they would be right now after they've yeah. gotten a chance to see Sam Darnold. What if they have a week of practices and pads? They're like, God, we think we got something here, right? Yeah. Now, what if Tua has a 
good preseason. Now that takes a team. I don't know, but there's really nothing to do. The other thing, you know, we talked about Rodgers. What we did not talk about was, um, you know, Rodgers and Devante, basically Haberman and Middlecoff uh, in the, their final summer of 2016 at uh, Terrestrial Radio, both posting the Jordan Pippen last dance on their IG stories. I mean, these guys. Devont- do you see Kittle's? Do you see Kittle's IG story? No, what was his? It was Patrick Ewing looking dumbfounded, staring at Rodman doing something weird. Clearly fucking with him, you know, trying to be funny. It was a good, it was a funny picture. Uh, Zadarius Smith, unhappy, Florio says. Apparently, Zadarius didn't know they could, like, spread his guaranteed money over 17 weeks instead of paying him in the summer. Florio wrote, basically, his agent did not inform him properly of the way his contract's going to work. Because his cap so he, is going to be massive now in 2022, which means he's getting cut or restructured. The thing, I mean, I would say he's relatively normal NFL drama, right? We'll talk about Chandler Jones. Yeah, if he were on another does team, happen a lot. it wouldn't be a thing, but that you combine it with Rodgers and Devontae. Yeah, I, I think I think the craziest part is for them, they have three, I mean, they have the best quarterback, you know, the reigning MVP. I think it's, you can argue, but they have the best wide receiver, and Zadarius has been one of the better front seven players in the league the last two years since he's been a Packer. He's been awesome. He's been their best defensive player by a mile. I guess Jair Alexander's been good too, but he's been an unreal player. Your three best players are pissed off. Like it is, they have themselves a problem on their hand. I mean, well, Rogers kind of contagious. Yeah, Rogers started the problem. But do you, like, do you know how many touchdown catches Devontae Adams had last year? Does anybody know? Led the uh, league. He had 18. Devontae okay. Adams had 18 touchdowns last year? Do you know how many players in the history of the NFL have had more than 18 catches in a single season? Probably five. Two. Randy Moss and... Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. I had when I, I saw the number like 18, I just Googled like, oh, what's the NFL? You know, it seems kind of high. What was it, 24 or something, Randy? Randy had 23 the Patriots year. 20. Jerry had 22. Yeah. Adams, Mark Clayton... Had 18 in 84 with when Marino, Marino threw like 48. And then yeah. Sterling Sharp in 94 in Green Bay had 18. I was watching the uh, ACC, American Century Classic. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant. <laughs> and Sterling has played in that, I think, for – he's big, right? I mean, he's pretty chubby now. And when I say chubby, he's got the hard gut. Like, my, my gut's flabby. He's got the hard And I just like – God, you know, Shannon always said he was – remember his – Shannon Sharp's Hall of Fame speech, like, I wasn't even the best guy in my own family. Yeah. You Google Sterling Sharp from, like, 91 to 96. I mean, it was like Jerry Rice and him. And really, he he was young, so, it, like, he was going to be viewed as the next year. And then he clearly had an injury, and it was over. Right as Favre was taken off, pretty sad. You talk about an elite, like, that the Sharp sperm. I mean, holy moly. <laughs> Jesus. That is the, I'll tell you this, the On middle target. cops and the Habermans, we could combine our two and they, we wouldn't be like their calf muscle, right? That's, that's incredible guy. I mean, incredible. Those two guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, Devante, I understand Devante, right? He doesn't want to play with, he wants to be a free agent coming off of a year with Aaron. I do think there was some complications though, that I saw Florio or one of those guys. The Arizona Cardinals fucked up the wide receiver market. Because they gave DeAndre Hopkins a short, like a two-year deal that was basically $50 million guaranteed, 25 a year. Well, the going rate for a top wide receiver is like that 20 mark. Well, Devontae's like, well, no, the highest paid wide receiver is DeAndre making 25 a year, and the Packers refuse to go yeah, there. He wants to be the highest in, paid guy. 
in fairness to Devontae Adams, like, doesn't he have a pretty good argument? Yeah. Would but you rather pa- have Devontae Adams like, or DeAndre Hopkins? Responsible, Devontae. Well, I think you. Well, I think Devontae's easier. DeAndre, you know, I think can be. Was he retired or difficult? Uh, we're gonna find out. I mean, the retired the, the, the retiree team this year in the league could be really good. Could be pretty big. Yeah. Um, Chandler Jones, John, they got a problem there. Chandler's making fifteen and a half this year. Doesn't want to show up. Wants a trade. You blame him? I mean, do I blame him? I mean, he's got fifteen million dollars to make this year. No, I'm just saying, like, I think once you've had a couple years making 15 and then all these guys start making 23, 24, you're like, well, you guys tell me I'm the best pass rusher in the league. My peers always say, God damn, Chandler Jones, he's as good as any. Yeah. And it's like, I, you just, you get to the point sometimes in the NFL where, you, like we say, so, you know what Chandler's move is, you do not show up. So sign two-year contracts, not five-year contracts, you know. Well, it's hard to do when they're throwing 60, 70 million dollars. Yeah. So I don't blame that's, him. That, but, that's know. where the NFL gets you. Uh, Michael Thomas, we're going to talk Rosen about... Rosen be like, gotcha. <laughs> we're going to talk... Frog's like, not guaranteed. T- Tuesday's <laughs> Tuesday's pod is going to be a uh, NFC West preview. There's going to be a lot of NFC West preview stuff. Michael Thomas, you know, the Saints, the N- Michael Thomas, he's on everybody's NFC schedule, NFC West schedule this year. So uh, is he on everybody's schedule? Maybe not everybody plays the Saints. That doesn't sound right. But... Every team in the league? No, no, no. Just like the NFC West. The Seahawks play the Saints. Maybe that's it. Why did I think everybody? Anyway, the point is Michael Thomas is out six to eight weeks plus another six to eight weeks, they say, with an injury. The the the, the, the NFC West plays the AFC South. Right. So everybody Not plays. the NFC South. Yeah. But Seahawks do get. The Seahawks get the Saints. Anyway. As a strength of schedule game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are we sure the Bucs aren't going to go 6-0 in that division? I mean, Carolina's not going to be that good. The Saints, while they have a great coach and they do have talent, they got issues, and the, the Falcons could be terrible. So it's like, this guy, listen, any time that you sign a young star player, that you go, this guy, we, especially when you don't draft him in the first round, a Devontae Adams, a George Kittle, you, you feel pretty good about it. You're like, we got a star, and we're we a little found money because we got him cheap early. Michael Thomas was incredible. Since they signed him to that huge contract, it has been a disaster. Last year, they had to suspend him for a game. Remember, it was like, is he really injured? Like, Sean Payton didn't feel like they liked him. To me, I, I don't know enough about this story, beside that he got surgery like two weeks ago. Like, bro, what are we doing? Why didn't he get the surgery? Could he have got it in May or April? This is something where it's like, Remember the Shaq comment? Like, I got hurt on company time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rehab on company time. It, I don't think you can discount it with this guy with what's gone on. Like, it's, it has not gone smoothly. No. It's, like, if you say, like, Kamara is a good example. Like, you would say Alvin Kamara nailed that third-round pick, and it has been awesome for them. This has kind of been the opposite. Well, it, I mean, it felt foolproof in some ways. He led the league in catches back-to-back years. He had 149 catches in 2019. Trying to get paid. Catches. That's a lot. That's just not even trying to get paid. That's just kicking ass, taking The aim. year before, he led the league in catches with 125 in 2018. Was that his rookie year? No, no. That was his third year. His rookie year was 16. He came out of the gate 92 catches as a rookie. But, John, this guy had 125 catches. On 147 targets. That's 85. Per, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's 85%. Yes. The next year, he had more catches than he had targets the year before when he led the league in catches the year before. <laughs> yeah. 
He he felt like because he because he wasn't a guy predicated on running too too mm. fast, right? It was like, didn't he have like a better Keenan Allen? Like this guy is just going to be 120 catches for like a decade. And like unlike Keenan, he was just like on this team that knew how, like that was able to maximize him, and he was healthy. Yeah. He was playing for three years. Great basically. coach, yeah. Hall of Fame quarterback. Now it feels that's no that's Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> no, definitely not Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame guy. quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Jameis swinging towels at a dog, but I love that Jameis keeps doing the same. Like Jameis has to, he must have a sense of humor that he loves that everyone just keeps. But I also think like his workout guy gives him these and he probably thinks like it works. Yeah. Right. That's his, his workout guy clearly thinks a little outside the box. (laughs) Like it just, Tom's does too, but no one makes fun of Tom when you win. Like if, if, if a player, did we talk about the picture of Roethlisberger? Uh, we did a little bit, yes. Yeah, and he claimed like it wasn't. He didn't put out that he was on the diet. He, he's like, I didn't talk to that guy. Kind of like I don't know why you guys thought I was like eating the keto diet. Like, no, well, just I don't trimmed know. his beard. Just, yeah. Someone show, someone DM me a picture like you called him fat. Like, look at this picture. I'm like, yeah, he's six six. So the one picture with the t shirt, you could tell he's a little rolly. When his jersey's on, he he's fucking huge. Like. Even when Shaq was older and he was quote unquote chubby, he doesn't look like a five ten guy that weighs two hundred and fifty pounds. They they their weight is much more proportional when you have that much body mass index of size, right? Roethlisberger is not the pillar of health. No, but if you fell on your leg, it's really incredible, actually, that he's had. We'll see how many years he's got left in him. That he maintains this without ever really feeling like he. His body's beat up the whole time. There's never any, like, you know, four years ago he started doing stretching, and now he's super flexible. He's just kind of what everyone would do if they could get away with it, which is just get off the couch and play. I mean, I know he works harder than that, but that's kind of the antithesis of Brady. And obviously he's not as good as Brady anymore. But there are times where you watch him and you go, this guy's still pretty good. Now, there are other yes. times you watch him and you go, I, they got to find somebody else. In the Browns, was it the Browns playoff game where they where they were down like forty to nothing? It felt like he was pretty bad. But then they yeah, came he had storming some, back. He had some bad. He had some. He had some bad. Bad. Uh, all right. What else? Oh, speaking of Brady, did you see the video? I did see the video. Do you think the video is real? I don't. No, there's not a. Ch- I don't for one second think it's real. Honestly, for people my that didn't first- see it. Brady throw. Brady's throwing the football into a jugs machine, and the jugs machine is kicking the ball back to him. My first take before I saw the conspiracy theories on social media that it was fake, I, I it looked real. It looks real, yeah. I, I assume I'm probably 50-50. I definitely think it's possible, but mainly just because it's him. But it's it's probably humanly impossible. Uh, yeah, I, he is really he is really accurate. I mean, he's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the history of football. I think he could do that, but once yeah, two things. One, I don't think a jugs machine works like that, first of all. I don't think you could, if it's spinning, I don't think you could get the ball to stick in the jugs machine and then kick back at you if it's spinning. You know what I mean? Well, it's spinning out, so it wouldn't suck it back in, right? right? The other thing is, I'm, I am I am 100% sure it's fake, first of all, because Brady's been putting out, remember the video where he like throws the ball, it's like, oh, that's going far, and then it explodes the moon? Brady yeah. clearly has a whole squad, people that are writing jokes for him at the presidential thing. Brady's got like there's an infrastructure behind Brady keeping Brady like extra relevant outside of just football, and it's really impressive. Like I think he's doing a great job with it. Videos like that, like they're doing smart stuff with him. 
Uh, but there is no chance that's real. But yeah, it was cool. The more, I, the more I think about it is the spinning out, right, to go forward would not suck the ball in. So unless he has a guy on, uh, you know, like a button yeah. plugged into the jugs machine, but you would have seen it. it. There is a little delay between it shoots out. Maybe what the thing is, they shoot it to him and they're able to kind of rewind in the video editor. I, yeah, I mean, the stuff that you can do with, I mean, you can make a, a Star Wars movie. You can make it look like Brady did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, the Irishman, if, they made the guys look younger. If I hadn't been, if I hadn't seen Brady do multiple videos over time, then I probably would think, but like, ah, that might be real. But I've seen enough of these fake Brady videos now um, that I don't buy it. But he loves making them. Cool at the UCLA yeah. field. Uh, he does some sweet stuff. I mean, he's. Did UCLA build a new football offices? Like within the last decade? It's a good question. I mean, the Wasserman football, I think that's the Wasserman practice facility is pretty new, right? When's the last time you've been there? A long time? I haven't been at UCLA in forever, yeah. But I think it just opened yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. there are. I mean, they always had offices above, and then they had that one field that Mora wouldn't let the guys jump over the fence, which I still think they practice at. But Was the campus, like the I've always... Thing? Yeah, when they leave practice. Yeah. Senior ditch day or whatever. Yeah. Because I remember like, the story. Wait, you remember Terry Donahue, the former UCLA coach, died a month or yeah. so ago, and the story was the day he retired, he didn't know. Like even after it was like, was he going to jump the fence or not? He didn't know what to do. He had, still hadn't decided. Like it was that last minute until he went to the press conference to say he retired. Nobody knew. He didn't even know. Of all the campuses that I ever went on scouting on the West Coast, which is all, obviously all the Pac-12 schools, I I mean like UCLA even relative to USC I I thought UCLA was the best. Yeah, it's I, just like this place is the shit. I've never been there for f- football. Um, oh, but yes, it was I have. Con- it's yes, connected. I have. It's connected to Pauly. Pauly's right there. But I haven't been to their football practice facility. I went to the Rose Bowl for a game. I went to a, did a basketball game there once. A lot of softball. Yeah, it's you. But to get to Pauly, you would you might not see it because there's a fence, but you walk right by. Softball the, though, the I got a field. good just kind of just. Well, I was there for softball and did a whole. How beautiful was it? Oh, it's unbelievable! <laughs> and it's like you're, you're like, where am I? Am I driving to Magic Johnson's house? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He probably lives right up the road. Uh, somebody. Uh, let's see. Camelot's red and gold says, "Did you guys discuss men's basketball losing to France? First loss since 2004, I believe." Yeah, they had won a bunch of games in a row. I mean, when you, I did watch it. Uh, I knew the score of the game before I watched it. When you see Javale McGee at the free throw line, you go, "All due respect, this is not, you know." The dream team, uh, but guy, but they're playing France's best players ever. Forty and Rudy Gobert, like that. You, you have role players on an NBA championship. Absolutely. You have Kevin Durant and Dame Lillard. I know. There's they no... scored a combined twenty-one. I look at the box score: twenty-one points. Those two. I know. I know. But the how other does Kevin Durant better. score ten points? I don't know. But how? But are These they guys, better? They they're. Well, yeah. The world we have Kevin teams Durant. are much better than they used to be. Not necessarily better than the Team USA, no. but. But we have Kevin Durant and well, like Devin Booker and Dame Lillard. How the fuck are we losing? I'd fire Popovich. Um, you know, you know that Cole Popovich, I that the dude that wouldn't get vaccinated, that the Belichick. I don't know if he fired, but he's not going to coach this year. Flor, I was reading Florio's piece. He's related to Greg Popovich. Uh, I didn't know that. He used he was at Fresno State when Guy and I were there. He actually quit. I think my first year there, we had an injury. I think he was our best player. He would have been like a, you know, first round, but maybe second round, like guard. Like he was a big time player. Yeah, he was. And uh, he's been a coaching for Belichick now for like seven years. And uh, 
And I just saw, like, he's related to Greg Popovich, though he says they've never met. I was like, God, oh, I mean, it never even crossed my mind. 23 and me. I mean, I, I feel like they spell it differently. <laughs> yeah, I think they spell it the same. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly, I haven't watched one second of the Olympics besides some highlights. Of the I, I watched fencing a little bit on Sunday, which is, you realize one thing when you watch fencing, that every movie scene where there's, like, sword fighting is way ridiculous. Because <laughs> in fencing, they're like constantly, it. like, falling and, like, poking each other and, you know. Yeah. In a movie, it's like 15 seconds, ding, 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 ching, 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 diving over backwards. You watch like real people try to fight with non-lethal weapons, and they're like stumbling and running into each other, and it's uh, it's very different, very different. I saw I, I saw on Twitter, you know, NBC put it out. It was like two minute clip that Dan Hicks like swimming. When do they kick off? Friday night, so Saturday, like a bunch of swimming happened, and they're like introducing our new analyst. Michael Phelps! And Michael showed up. It was pretty cool. Like, that's, you know, he feels like the most famous summer Olympian, would you say, the last, like, decade, for sure? In our lifetime, yeah, it felt I like mean, a lot of the run the runners were up there, like Flo Jo, Michael Johnson, some of the, you know, for Hussein sure. Bolt. Uh, I'd say Michael Phelps is on that list yeah, of to me, fame. Yeah, he's probably the biggest draw in recent Olympic history. Name recognition, I would say, a lot. If you just said Michael Phelps at a dinner party... Non-sports fans are going to know that's going to resonate. Yeah, I think Usain Bolt's name gets thrown around a lot. Like, man, he was, you know, not even in an Olympic context. Like, I said his name the other day. I can't remember why. Just comparing, just making some, I don't know, joke about something. Um, faster than Usain Bolt, or I don't remember. Why. Well, I saw, like, the greatest race ever run. It was tweeted in my timeline, and it was, I think, it had to be the four by one. So they each run, you know, a quarter of a lap. And it was basically, like, I mean, the it was six teams or whatever, but it was us first Jamaica or one, two. And he, he's running the final length. And we had Tyson gay. We had a famous guy too. And they both get the baton at about the same step. Like they are neck and neck. He fucking hits the burners and he beats them by like three steps. It's just hauling ass dark in a crowded arena. The, the rate, you know, the sprinting is pretty sweet. The yeah. lights, you yeah. know, the cameras going off and he's just hauling ass. I, to me, this Olympic sprinting is as good. Like I would put that above swimming. So maybe Phelps, the, the biggest American Olympian, but I, Usain Bolt's probably right on par. He, I'd say Phelps became more famous as he started going for the quantity more than like his first ever race was like, oh, he won the gold. It was like, by the time he was like Jokovic going for like 75 golds, like Jesus he can also, he can do every event, right? He can do the IM, he can do the free, he can do the backstroke. Like in, like Usain Bolt's only running like the 100 or the 400. He, he ain't running like the mile and he's doing like uh, the pole vault, right? Michael Phelps can just add a lot of gold medals just because he can swim every, I guess there's only four, you know, potential strokes. So one individuals and team. Yeah. He's done them both. Right. Yeah. So, um, anything else today? Uh, Bryson, I, I oh, do yeah, think yeah, the, yeah. Transact, the, the, the transaction of Bryson DeChambeau getting booted out of the Olympics to add Patrick Reed, just those two names. Like, you're getting the guy that everyone can't stand to get the cheater who also a lot of people don't like. It's just an incredible... It's not like, you know, they get rid of uh, Bryson for Keegan Bradley or just some normal American. They get Patrick Reed, who clearly, his nickname's Captain America, and I think that has something to do with the Ryder Cup. But, like, I would bet Patrick Reed really wanted to do this, but the three picks were Morikawa, uh, Justin Thomas, and Bryson. Like, I bet they just told him no, whoever's in charge of that. And he was, I bet he really wanted to be in a, you know, do this. Yeah. 
And, you know, he was probably begging where a lot of guys like DJ told him, no, Kepka doesn't care. Right. I, I, I'll give Reed credit. Like, I, he does want to play in this tournament because he played today, guy. Like, he was, I mean, middle of the pack, but he was at the, the PGA tournament this weekend. He's flying. They said he's flying out. He's got to take a test in the morning, then he flies. You got to want to do he's this. He's all about, yeah. Which is cool. It is cool. I mean, same with Morikawa. I guess Colin, did Colin come? No, Colin went straight to Tokyo, right? From the British Open? I would guess, yeah. Yeah. So that's I mean, how J- I've, J- Justin Thomas on Instagram has been tweeting just his outfits and stuff, like pretty fired up for it. I think those guys were there probably for the walkout. Like with, you see, they sang Kevin Durant happy birthday, even though it wasn't his birthday. Do you see that in the tunnel? No. The entire Americans were waiting to go out, like America. And I think the NBA players started singing happy birthday. The whole place started singing happy birthday. And Kevin Durant, and someone was like, his birthday's not till September. So he was pissed. They're just messing Every around. Every American in the tunnel. Like, I mean, swimmers. Just to mess with singing happy birthday. I don't think they even knew what it was going on. They just kind of picked up they, steam. Yeah, like Draymond or one of those guys were fucking with him. His face, though, is classic, like Kevin Durant looking at Strauss type face. Like, stop fucking with me. And they were fucking with him. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But yeah. Um, did I tell Opening you, ceremonies used to be a pretty big deal. Did I tell you what I did with the uh, silent disco? Uh, did I mention that on the disco? podcast? So no. the wedding I went to in Montana, the uh, the gross wedding. Uh, congratulations, Taylor and Satari. The, part yeah, of the night was silent disco. And the headphones on a silent disco have three channels on them. And their channels are colors. So green, red, blue. And so if you're on the green channel, you're hearing one thing. If you're on the blue channel, you're hearing a different thing. they got two different tracks. So if you look at a dance floor, you can see some people's are lit up green, some are lit up blue, and people are doing different dancing to different music. And it's actually I mean, did, did Taylor throw a rave? That's pretty yeah, I mean, it was, I've never yes, heard it of it. Like... Yes, he did throw a rave. <laughs> well, guy I'm with uh, Tony Cervini. We're like grandma and grandpa throwing the headphones Everybody on? Everybody had the headphones on. <laughs> is genius so and i've seen it before like you've seen a silent disco before well, I've, right? I've gone to a club i think in vegas with that on okay okay so did i do it with you uh, oh no i did it with a buddy of mine in the nfl in lake tahoe okay we did it okay. yeah so this guy i'm with tony cervoni says hey man i dare you to put the flip yours to red where there's nothing and just dance around the dance floor singing and see if people like i'll watch if people flip it to red as you go around so I flipped it on. I go to the middle of the dance floor, and I start singing Friends in Low Places. And What's she, on red? Nothing. There's, not, there's only two channels. The headphones have three channels, but only two of them have music piped into them. So yeah. I go to red. I just start dancing around. Then I go to the middle of the dance floor and start singing Friends in Low Places at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and you see people like flipping it, flipping it. And then some people, re- like two or three people realized what was happening and joined in and just started singing Friends in Low Places. But somebody showed me a photo of the wedding, you can see a few people with red on. And again, if you have red, it's a sign that there's you actually are not listening to anything. So there's a good silent disco trick. Josh, it w- Josh, just is it like is it like EDM type tunes? It was everything, but there was quite a bit of EDM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Josh has Draymond put on that joke of uh, Kevin Durant. It, it was it was pretty funny. The Draymond joke. I mean, it's a classic the, joke at a restaurant, right? You just start. It's his birthday. You just start singing. Everyone starts singing to that person. The, actually, the the uh, silent. Disco, I don't know if that's what they called it, this place, the Silent Rave, was is right across the street where I went with my buddy from Edgewood in Tahoe, and it was, I'm talking guy, packed. The average age, definitely probably mid to late 20s. Yeah. Uh, drug use was high, but people are into it. I, I didn't quite understand. I had never, had you heard of it before? 
I had only because I'd seen. I remember walking through Fort Mason, San Francisco, a few years ago, they, in the middle of the one. day, and just people are in the middle of the. Like, what is going on? It's silent. <laughs> yeah, you know, silent disco. Yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, don't forget, everybody. A week from Sunday, Sunday, August one. Big announcement. Big. Uh, we're very proud of it. We're very excited about it. A. Um, how much do we want to say about this? Just a partnership that we're going to have that we think you guys are going to. Um, it really aligns well with with us and our show, and uh, we think it'll align well with the audience. All of you. We think you will like using, buying, and sharing with your friends. That's right. We, this will be an easy one. If you're like, ah, I want to get something to help support the podcast, what should I do? This one. This one you will want to do. Do it. All right. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. If you're on YouTube, like the video, podcast, go check out the YouTube, download the podcast, mailbag, bop, 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 bop. See you guys later this week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.